You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life, drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful La Quinta, California, and I'm so delighted that you could be with me. Tonight, we are going to talk about something that many have thought was completely impossible to achieve, which is peace between all people in the U.S., which is extremely divided into many facets. Tonight, we are talking about a very unique concept and one which Lynn McTaggart suggested to us just a few months ago. She told us that the way to come together is to find common ground. Well, this is true, but the real question is, how do you get to the place where you can even talk to each other to find common ground? Well, out of the blue, here came a man called Daniel Levin who popped up in my email box. He wrote the book called The Mosaic. Well, it got my attention because this may very well solve the question that I've been seeking about how to find the middle ground in which to communicate. There's not one person out there today that is not exceptionally careful about what they say and how they say it. Some can't even mention the name President Trump or socialism without being land blasted. Well, hey, if you really have to be that careful about what you say to others, then you've got to admit, you're not free. You are silenced. And if you're silenced, well, Ideas are not coming forth. Therefore, your environment becomes stagnant. No growth can occur except within groups that are like-minded. Here lies the problem. Have you noticed that groups are all angry and mad and wanting revenge against the other groups? <laughs> People want to impeach Trump. People want to arrest Obama and Hillary. And at this point, you're wondering, well, which side do I believe? Many have a hard time believing mainstream media because as, as we have all discovered, you don't know who is telling the truth. So we're going to go back to the law of attraction. And it states that you are the creator of your reality. So therefore, you created this mess. <laughs> really? You did. The way you are currently seeing this mess is a direct reflection of your beliefs. This is where the division occurs. Everyone has their own definition of God, right? Because we have separate minds. We have our own beliefs about God. And some may not even believe in God. And that's okay. So, of course, everyone has their own beliefs about the politics, about the divisions. So what do you want to do to bring back civility and sanity? Well, 
I want you to listen to the show because there are some real answers as to the first steps that we should all take. And if we can't take them at this time, or at least we should be open to the possibilities of what this book suggests. Tonight's show is not against anyone, and we will not instruct you as to what you should or should not believe. Right now, what you believe is absolutely correct. And to bring this even forward more, all sides are correct. The Democrats, the liberals, the Republicans, the conservatives, the socialists, they're all correct. So if we're all correct in our thinking and realizing that we're creating the scenario that makes us correct in our thinking, well, then how do we go about obtaining peace? Again, I think the mosaic may have the answers and how we can actually communicate to come to a place that we begin to respect each other, even if our core beliefs are not the same. Tonight, I hope it will create an atmosphere in which you will find the answers on which we can accomplish this huge feat. And it is huge. So I want you to stay tuned, sit back, relax, because I really want you to grasp everything that is said tonight. Let's take a fast few commercial breaks and we'll be right back with Daniel Levin and his brand new book called The Mosaic. Ever wonder how some people around you are so successful making money, buying new homes, finding true love, and even better jobs? Well, now is the time for you to become that successful person. Jenny Gain, best-selling author and international law of attraction skills coach, is offering a free online masterclass for a limited time only to help fast-track your manifesting journey. Jenny Gain, also known as the Coach's Coach, has experienced success for herself and thousands more who have started manifesting wealth, health, and even a soulmate. If you're ready to create your own future, visit wisdomtimes.com and take Jenny Gain's free online masterclass. Yes, I said free online masterclass. Become one step closer to realizing your dreams at record speed. Visit www.wisdomtimes.com. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Heard by millions worldwide through 38 internet radio stations and in over 135 countries. Come join us on Facebook for your daily dose of inspiration and action that reveals the secret within you. You can find us at facebook.com forward slash Law of Attraction Radio Network. That's facebook.com forward slash Law of Attraction Radio Network. Did you know that every human uses only a small portion of their powerful mind? Jules Johnson, International Certified Hypnotherapist, wants to introduce you to your powerful mind in order to create your dream life. In as little as one session, Jules guides you into releasing limiting beliefs that keep you from achieving wealth, health, 
better relationships, and even true love. Schedule a session in Palm Springs or set up a Skype video session for those nationally and internationally. Jules would love to serve as your guide into living your dreams. Go to creativeguidedimagery.com or call 951-201-2166. That's creativeguidedimagery.com. Well, welcome, Danny Levin, to Love Attraction Talk Radio. I am thrilled that you are here because, oh, you are a man after my own heart. You know, listen, I've just got to tell you, and we've talked prior to doing this show, but the things that you're going to talk about are, is something that everyone needs to hear. And it's just like confirms things. So people, I want you to listen up, pay attention, and identify because you're going to leave this show feeling, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to want to go back and listen to it again, too, which is great. So anyway, welcome. I am thrilled to have you on. Jules, thank you so much. It's my honor and privilege. And no uh, pressure here, right, from your introduction, right? <laughs> <laughs> no pressure, but you wrote a phenomenal book called The Mosaic. Yes. So I first, before we get into the book and what it's talking about, uh, I want to have you go back and tell us a little bit about you, because it's quite impressive, but uh, you, you are a, a well-traveled man. Thank you. Thank you. I remember when I used to speak a lot, people would look at my resume and introduce me in the same way you're just saying now. And I would probably um, disrupt them a little bit because I, I, I would stand up and I would say, thank you so much. I'm honored and privileged. It's so kind of you to think that anything I've done is of any importance at all. Um, and really all that matters right now, Jules, for the people listening, is not my history but my presence, and, mm. and more than that, my presence. Because if we get to a place on this show where we can touch somebody, one person, five people, just one. just one person, then it doesn't matter if my history was that I worked with governments or worked with corporations or worked with families or worked with people, all of which I've done. It doesn't matter if I was rich or poor, all of which I've been. It doesn't matter if I know the, the, the most well-known people in the world or not, all of which I, I've done. All that really matters right now in this moment is that we make a connection. And if we can make that connection, I could have come out from under a bridge or in a cave or from somewhere else because none of the rest of it matters. The, right. the only reason any of it matters is to prepare us for this moment where we connect to each other. That sounds wonderful, and you're absolutely right. And thanks for putting that out there because you are so correct. So then let's start off in talking about the mosaic. Perfect. Uh, as, I am got, as I've gotten older, I wanted to write something that I could leave as a legacy not necessarily that anybody needed to read, but just a legacy for myself. 
And I started to write a very different book. I wrote, I was writing a book called V2, which was version two of myself. And being that I was the director of business development at Hay House for 10 years, and I helped them grow from $3 million to $100 million, they are a self-help guru company, right? Absolutely. And, and I thought, I know how to write that book. I've helped people write their books. I've, I've, I've brought people to the place where uh, they've gotten well-known writing those books. And I ended up showing it, an early edition of it, to a, a woman who became my muse. And she said, Danny, your concepts in this book are, are so brilliant, simple and brilliant, but this isn't your book. And I looked at her and I said, hold on, oh, like, why? Like, did I plagiarize something or did I do, you know, like, what, the, what do you mean it's not my book? And she said, no, 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 you didn't plagiarize anything. Your, your ideas and concepts are really new, unique and fresh. And it's not that you're saying anything new, but you're saying it in a new way. But you're a storyteller. You don't have any desire to teach people. So why are you writing a book that would teach people how to live a different section, uh, the second version of their life? Why don't you tell a story? And I, I, I fought her for about a minute and a half <sighs> because I thought, what kind of story am I going to write? She said, you should write a fable. I said, a fable for my legacy book? And then as I just let it sit in, I realized her brilliance. Because in a story, we don't have to teach anything. We just have to share our story. And in sharing that story, people who we find that we are similar to each other. We are not different. The same things in a mosaic, for instance, you don't find that every side of the mosaic connects to another piece, every side of another piece. You find that it connects in one point or one side. But there are three sides of it that it doesn't stay connect, it doesn't connect to. So in the world that we live in, which is full of turmoil and disruption and disagreement and, and bigotry and hatred right now, we're, we're trying to, we're focusing on the points of where we disagree rather on the world that where we do agree. I have a concept that I want to try and bring to the world and it's peace, P-E-A-C-E by peace, P-I-E-C-E. That when we put one piece together with another piece, the gap between the, and continue the momentum of that, of that, the gaps between the first piece and the last piece are, are humongous, but they're connecting points that make that bridge happen. Does that make sense? Hence the mosaic. Hence the mosaic. Exactly right. And so, from its very inception, I tried to write a book and it tried to, and it kept erasing it. it I tried to, to describe a character, it kept changing it. There is some magic that is beyond this world that when we tune into this sense of how connected we are to something bigger than we are, and if we just let that work through us, um, it was almost as if I would write and it would erase wow. and I would write and it would erase. And finally I just sat and let it write and then it didn't erase anymore. <laughs> wow. That's, that's called getting out of your way. Yeah. 
Yeah, which is, believe me, for me, it's not easy. Uh, <laughs> I'm in my way all the time. <laughs> me too. <laughs> and for me to say that on a law of attraction, sir, I'm sure is not good, right? But <laughs> no, it's normal. <laughs> it's something we have to do all the time. But um, as we were talking before, and I just, because this leads into the book, you were talking about current affairs today. Well, not really current affairs, but the way that people are reacting to each other, there is a great big gap. Yeah. Therefore, we're not connecting the mosaic. No. So could you go into that a little bit? Absolutely. Um, this is all just my thoughts. I, I always say to people, if they make sense, hold on to them. If they don't, put them right in the trash can. Okay. I'm not trying to change anybody's belief system or change anybody's thoughts. I'm just trying to share to invite inspiration and, and ideas and innovation. Okay. Good. A long time ago, I felt like a lone wolf calling out in the wilderness. Over 40 years ago, I started this path of going through for self-discovery. And in those days, there were, it was less prevalent for for people to be openly discussing their spirituality there was a big break between organized religion and spirituality um and so it became important to find people of like mind to create like-minded communities where a hundred lone wolves came together and the sounds that we could make would be the sound of a hundred wolves not one wolf right and so that had more reach, that had more platform, that had more power. And it sounded like a great idea. It was sought after, and everybody started to join like-minded communities. But everything in the world has its place, and everything in the world has its place to dissolve. And it's ecclesiastics, I think, right? There's a time for everything, and right? Yeah. And, and, and so I believe right now one of the biggest disruptions that needs to happen is the end of like-minded communities. Mm. Because what's happening is those like-minded communities are getting bigger and bigger and stronger and stronger. And the gaps between those like-minded communities are getting wider and wider. That's right. And so the beauty of a like-minded community is we find people we associate with. The ugliness of a like-minded community is anybody who's not in our community we find disagreement with. So what the mosaic is, is about on a whole another level, and remember I said to you when we were talking earlier, the mosaic's a simple little story. It's about a boy who loses his parents two years apart on the same day, and when he asks the adults where they are, he sets out in search for heaven, and he meets these extremely ordinary people on his search. But it's only when he sits and listens to their story, he realizes there's nothing ordinary about them. And eventually, over time, after meeting a number of these people, he starts to realize that what he initially sees is not what is. Mm -hmm. It was just what he saw. And after seeing that time after time after time, he looks to his right and he sees a monk. And the monk unzips the sky and walks him through to a parallel reality where he meets the wise one who's the keeper of the mosaic. Now, I don't want to tell the whole story because I want people to buy it and enjoy it for themselves. <laughs> it's like going to that movie and saying, oh, I love the ending of it, right? Um, but 
when we realize the simple story as one of the most challenging questions we could ever ask ourselves, what would we see if we could see what we don't see? And what prevents us from seeing differently? Mm. So if you look at the siloed communities that we live in, we know what we see. How do we see what we don't see? That's the question. Right? And so in my, in my place, I believe in a world where everything is possible. I mean, law of attraction, right? Right. I believe everything in the world that we can conceive of has already been done and it's possible. So why can't I do it? Because I don't yet see a way to make it possible. So if I continue to stay siloed in my silo, I'll never see that because I just see like everybody in the silo sees, which is exactly how I see. So the goal of the mosaic is start to is start is to start to create like and unlike-minded communities where people can sit with each other and share perspective. Right now we don't share perspective, we fight over perspective. But if we could sit together and speak without anger and listen without judgment, you don't have to agree with what I say to you. But if you listen to me, if you, if you acknowledge that you heard me, if you validate that you understand that's what I believe, it doesn't matter to me if you agree with me or not. I'm going to like you. You're my friend. And I'm going, to feel, I'm going to feel connected to you. But we live in a world where we say what we say and people speak over us. They don't even hear us, let alone validate and acknowledge. And all you have to do is look at our political situ situation. Oh, my, yes. Right? And everybody wants to blame the other side. Right. I have to honestly say I'm probably not a big Trump supporter. Okay? And yet I believe he is the greatest gift that we could be given as a society right now. Because what he's done is he's uncovered this seething hatred, this seething bigotry that we all have, not just his side. Because if you watch what the liberals are doing to the Trump people, they're hating on them as much as the, they think the Trump people are hating on them. Right. And they're, they, they, okay, for fear of talking too much, okay? But I just want to share one last thing. Okay. I don't believe one person in the world today if asked, is this the climate of the world that you've always dreamed of handing over to your children, would say yes. The wealthy people might say, well, I'm happy to provide this opportunity. I'm not talking about a personal uh, endowment. I'm talking about a global endowment. And so where does the responsibility lie? The responsibility starts with our ability to listen. Just simply that. If we would just listen to each other, validate each other, acknowledge each other, I believe most of the fighting that's going on in the world right now would disappear. I agree, but the difficulty is how do you 
cross that line in order, I mean, it, people are so separated right now. How do you even meet with people to listen? That's my goal. My goal is to create a community called the Mosaic Club. Ooh. And the Mosaic Club will be, first of all, the image of a mosaic is so exquisite. It's so simple to understand. It's a mosaic, a beautiful mosaic isn't made up of colors of the same pieces, pieces of the same colors and pieces the same size, right? They're made up of broken pieces, shattered pieces, whole pieces, dull pieces, big pieces, small pieces, multicolored pieces, color pieces from all over the globe. And it's, it's our diversity that makes us beautiful. So in a, in a place, this is why I love this station and this is why I love the work that you're doing. Because law of attraction starts with me. Yes, it's difficult. And not but. We have to start. We have to start. So your Mosaic Club brings people in, no matter what they believe, to start listening to each other. Is that correct? Yes, because... In a world where, you, where I believe everything is possible, okay, if I don't see a way to make it possible, how will I see new ways, new perspectives? I have to listen to people that don't think like I do. And this goes back to your book. It goes right back that, to your book. That, that's the storyline of a child listening to other people to, and finding out how extraordinary they are, no matter if they agree or disagree. 100%. Okay, got it. And that concept, once you understand that concept, that the world is not the world we see, that everything, is, the world we see is so different than the world that is. Because it's, right. it's, it's, the world we see is created by the stories we tell. The stories we tell create the life we live. So the words that we use create the stories we tell. The stories we tell create the world we live in. If we're unhappy with the world we live in, we go backwards. We try and reconstruct our stories. If, and we go back by changing the words of those stories. Wow. I can give you a very easy example, but, but you go ahead. No, I was going to say because of that Mosaic Club, you don't have to give up your beliefs. No. You just have to be able to listen and identify or just ag agree to disagree, but still see the extraordinary in the other person. I, I would say it slightly differently. I, okay. would, I would say your beliefs are what makes the club alive. Ooh. And we don't have to agree to disagree. We just have to agree on what we can agree with. Oh, my goodness. I love it. So, uh, wait a minute. Just stop right there. I got to know, how do you get to be a Mosaic Club? Because I've got to go be a member. I love you. Um, we, are in the, we are in the formative stages of it right now. Here's what we want to do. And we're still trying to figure out how we want to do it. Um, the goal of the Mosaic Club is not to sell anybody anything. It's not to fix anybody. It's not to teach anybody. It's to create friendships and conversations. 
We're not looking for teachers to come and teach us. We're not looking for people who think they're broken that have to go and learn something. We're looking for people to just be completely authentic to who they are and to share what they believe in a forum that allows other people to hear them and in a, in a forum. Look, let's talk really current right now. Mm -hmm. um, what a beautiful movement the Me Too movement is. Yeah. Right? It has uncovered so many things, so many injustices. And yet, if you go to the beginning of the Me Too movement, it started with anger. It started yeah, with okay. resentment. It started with frustration. Something that starts with anger and frustration is only going to frustrate and anger other people. And as beautiful it is, is it has this overriding umbrella over it of we are upset, we're angry, we're frustrated. What would happen? If we as a community, as we as a world, stopped fighting for a while and just came together to work on the things that we need to work on. And so what we're wanting to do is charge something for it, for it which would be maybe a dollar a month. We want to make it as insignificant as we can. My friends, have, when I put it out there that we're, going to, we're thinking of charging a dollar a month, they said, no, you can't do that. It has to be more. Maybe it has to be more. Maybe it has to be different tiers of memberships. We're still trying to figure that out. But the idea is it will be everybody will be able to join. So a dollar a month doesn't do much in the world today. But when you get 100 million people a part of the club, yeah. And you now have $100 million a month. Now suddenly some things become possible. When you have Absolutely. a billion people, you have a billion dollars a month. So the goal of the Mosaic Club is for each of us to come together as small pieces to create a big piece that can now use that money without going to charities, without going to governments, without going to anybody to approve it, to get the greatest minds and the simplest minds in the world to come together in diversity to, to figure out new ways of doing things and to invest in solving the problems that we should have solved a long time ago. There should never be a person in this world that goes hungry. There should okay. never be a person that's homeless. There should never be a person that goes without health care. There should never be a person who grows older and is not taken care of. There should never be a person that doesn't have education. Unless they want it, yeah. it's up to them to decide, if, right? If they decide that they want to live in, squ in, in squalor, they can. But, but as you, I believe the only reason someone would decide to not have, to not live the life that is entitled for them, they're entitled to have. I mean, we're, we're the children of a great creator. Right. Is because we've gotten hurt so many times that we're scared. So we put walls around ourselves. I know that all too well. I've done it for most of my life. And my walls pre prevent me from people from helping me. But when I feel that I am in a safe place, when I feel that I can let my walls down, when I feel vulnerable, and I feel loved, and I feel appreciated, and I feel validated, I'm never going to want to go hungry. I'm never going to want to go homeless. I'm never going to go. I want to go without health care. I'm never going to want to go without food. I'm never going right. to want to go without drink, clean drinking water. And so what could happen? Just, just imagine with me. What could happen if we just all put our $1 together, our resources together? 
that and that's just our that's just our 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 financial resources imagine if we put our talent together imagine if we put our the connections that we have together we would live in a world that i would love to give to my children not the world that we're living in now mm-hmm. If we could just live together peaceably instead of fighting each other or being afraid to speak for fear of um, getting someone mad at us. Oh, my goodness. What a treat that would be. That is like, oh, wow. So powerful. So why don't we is the question. Yeah. Right. And I'm willing to have you take a stab at it. I, I, I'm, I'm willing to, to take a stab at it, too. I, I don't know why. I mean, I, I can't accept the fear. Fear is blocking us. So please go tell us. <laughs> well, all I can tell you is why I haven't. All right? Because I've reached out so many times, and life has a beautiful way of, of knocking me down and, and picking me up. And I've always thought I'm scared to get knocked down again because I've been hurt so much. So I'm just going to protect myself. And when you read the mosaic, you'll read a story about a man who lives in a city with tall buildings and every window he looks out, he sees another building. And he dreams of being on this hill where he has a 360 degree view where he can see mountains and ocean and forests and streams. And he, he dreams that and he dreams that one day, law of attraction wise, he might have that. And lo and behold, as he's in his travels, he comes across this unpopulated piece of land. It's on the top of a mountain. And he says, he stands on that mountain, he looks around and he says, Oh my God, this is the land that I've always dreamed about living on. And he set, he settled on it and never left. And he built this house with 360 degree windows. And he was in just ecstasy. He would wake up every morning with the thought that he was living in an integrated world of outside and inside, safe from the elements, but completely visual around them. He would watch it rain and he would watch it snow and he would watch the sunshine and he would watch the animals move by and then he would go outside and be with them when, when he felt to and stay inside protected when he, when he didn't. And he was at the top of his life. And then they heard that there was going to be a monsoon. And people of the village around him and even on the mountain's tops nearby said this is the worst rain that had ever happened. And they came by and told him he has to block off his windows and he has to block off his house. And he put up big sheets of plywood and blocked everything off and, and everything was now protected. And he, and he got his food and he stayed in that place. And the storm passed. And he thought, well, I should probably take those down now. And he said, but, but what if another storm comes? Why don't I just keep them where they are? Mm. And he went on for years living in an enclosed, safe environment oh. because wow. he was scared of the next storm that would come. Until he ran out of food. And he went outside to go to the store. And he, he had forgotten everything that he had built that house for. 
he suddenly saw around them all the mountains and the rivers and the streams and the oceans and the forests and the trees. And he said, what have I done? Because of one storm, I've closed off everything. And he took down all the walls and started to live again the life that he wanted. Well, there will come a time in all of our lives where those walls we will decide to take down because they're not what we want. And the fear we have to put them up is overcome by the pain we have in living in them. Wow. I hear you. I hear you. That is beautiful. And, so, and that is so true. Yeah. And that's a story within the book, The Mosaic. It's called The Bodyguard. Mm. And so when... Um, the beauty of that story is I think a lot of people can relate to it and, and they can relate to it from their own life. And, I did. And the mosaic, thank you. And the mosaic really is an invitation to relook at some of the thoughts that we have, the words that we use, the stories that we tell that create the lives that we're living. It's so simple. If we change, I wrote a, I wrote a, I, I was in, I did branding for a while. Mm-hmm. And one of the foremost, um, uh, saw the number one hotel opening in 194 and I'm sorry, 2014 was the Andaz Maui resort. It's a Hyatt resort in, on the Island of Maui. It was a six star, um, led all, all, you know, green place. And they contacted me and said, we want you to write, our, uh, uh, to brand us. And I said, why would you want that? I mean, that's crazy. I'm not, I don't do it on that level. And they said, yeah, we, we want you to do it. We want you to write the story of the hotel. I said, well, what is the story? They said, we don't have one. We want you to create one. <laughs> so I took their core values of their company. And, and, I, and I found out some information. They said people come to Hawaii to fall in love. So I created a love story and created characters using their core values so that they would know who to hire because their core values were now sort of real beings that I had made true in these characters. One of the characters was a guy that was what every man dreams of being. He was, he was fit and strong. He was an athlete. He won every competition. He was just, he loved, the, he loved nature. He loved the ocean. He was great with people. And I wrote in that story initially, and every night, he came home to a different woman because women, he loved women and women loved to be with him. And they came back to me and said, Danny, we can't have that be the, you know, the story of our hotel. I mean, we can't have that. That's not a story we can tell. And I said, <laughs> oh my God, of course you can't, right? But that's, so I erased about 15 words and I replaced them with every night though he had the option to bring home ever, anybody he wanted. He longed to come home to the only woman he ever longed for. That's that 15 words change the whole tone of that story. Wow. What 15 words change the tone of our story? Wow. That's good. (laughs) That's good. Well, okay. So now I am going to go out and purchase your book. I've got to read it. I've got to read it. Thank you. This is terrific. Great information. Thank you. 
and Thank where so can we where can we buy it by the way um the easiest way is to go onto amazon it's the mosaic it's available on amazon it's in kindle and it's also in hardcover the hardcover is exquisite uh the kindle version is nice but it's the the, the hardcover is beautiful it's uh it has 22 pictures in it it has it's 200 and some pages but it's um there are very few things, Jules, that I've done in my life that I am, I'm hard on myself. There are very few things in my life that I've done and I said, wow, this is exactly what I wanted it to be. This mosaic is exactly what I wanted it to be. Wow. And I just, I long for people to just have it. I long for them to start to experience it. I long for them to have the opportunity to let it connect to connect to it and let it connect them to the world that wants to connect them to. Because remember, as I was writing it, it would erase what I was writing and write what it wanted. And that story continues after you read it. But with your own story. With my, with my own story, my world today is completely different than my world three years ago. Really? Completely different because this mosaic has become a living, breathing reality. None of what I'm writing about of you know, disagreements and, silo and silos and all, all that's just alluded to in the stories that I tell. But the work that's coming from that, of, of the Mosaic Club, this online and real community where people will come together to share with each other in, in love, not in, in disagreement, in admiration, because again, if, if, the, if my definition of the impossible is I don't see a way to make it possible, the more I congregate with unlike-minded people, the more I'm able to see different perspectives, to see the same thing that I see, but different, now that leans me into the possibility that I might see a new way, a new solution, that together we might come up with a new way of finding an answer to something we never saw. Do you know that drawing that they make that one way you see it as an old hag and the other way you see it as yes. a hag, right? You, you know that? Yes. yes. And when you initially see it, you see one of them, but you don't see the other. That's the reality of the world we live in. We see one thing and that one thing we see blocks us from seeing the other thing that's right in front of our eyes, but we can't see it. Amazing. Yeah, you're right. That's where we are today. We're seeing just one side of that picture. Yeah. Holy cow. A friend of mine sent me a cartoon, and it had two people standing on opposite sides, one on the left, one on the right. And on the floor between them was, was uh, the number six. But the person standing in one place saw it as a nine, and the person standing in the other saw it as a six. And they spent hours fighting about what the number was. <laughs> That, oh my goodness, that is so good. Right? And, and it, That's exactly what's happening today. It's simple. And so, are we okay with time? Yeah. Okay. We've got, we've got about five more minutes. Okay. Um, if I can share with you a story, it's a little personal and a little vulnerable, but I think it's a good story. Okay. Okay. I have the exquisite gift of having a 29-year-old developmentally delayed daughter. Um, I didn't always think it was a gift. Oh. Um, 
as much as I loved her and adored her, sometimes I thought it was the biggest curse I've ever had because I could just had no way of understanding how to do this. I was the guy that told my wife when she when she was born, I'll never change a diaper, and she's 28 years old, and I'm still still changing her and uh, and doing all those things. She would have. She went through a stage where she would go through um, huge temp tantrums. And then her tantrums wouldn't work and she would come running at me and she would try and bite me or rip my shirt or do something. So they, they became aggressive. And I started to sit and I started to say, she's so, she wants to tell me something. What is it she wants to tell me? And I started to talk with her. I said, Elisa, you have to get, you have to, like, how can you tell me what you want to tell me? And suddenly she doesn't speak like you and I, so it's hard for her to speak. Suddenly what happened is I started to hear her thoughts in my head. And she started to talk to me telepathically. Wow. And I started to hear what she was saying. And I was amazed. But then sometimes I just couldn't get it. Like I didn't understand it all the time because it was new and fresh and I didn't quite understand it. So when I didn't understand it, I said, can you try and tell me with your words? Like I get the feeling that you're trying to tell me, but try and tell me with your words what you want to tell me. And she would try. And because I've grown up with her 29 years, even though most people can't understand her, I could understand portions of her that would fill in between what I was getting here and what I was getting here. I would sort of get a feeling. But sometimes I couldn't. And when I couldn't then either, she would get so frustrated because she wanted to communicate to me and I just couldn't hear her. She would throw a tantrum. And when I still couldn't get that tantrum, from that tantrum, that's when she would come and run at me and try and rip my shirt or bite me. I sat with that for a long time. I call that the blueprint of, of not listening. When I, when I dissected it and I went back, what I realized is every single person I know does the same thing in a less raw, in a less raw way. When people speak and they don't get heard, they shout or yell or scream. When they scream and they don't get heard, they create a scene. When the scene they create doesn't get heard, they, they try and destroy. If you look at our political situation, isn't that what we're doing? Yep. We don't, both sides. We don't, both sides. We don't feel listened to, so we start to shout. Our shouts aren't working, so we try to criticize and put down and create a scene. Our scenes aren't working, we'll try and destroy or not say anything. Or not say anything. And, and just block it out. Yeah. yeah. Put up so those walls, right? Yep. And so the antidote, how do we get started? Is we start to realize that pattern. Mm -hmm. We start to realize that the only reason someone blows up our buildings is because they're not being listened to. Mm -hmm. The only reason someone tries to, uh, tries to yell at us and, and, and put us down is because they don't feel validated Listen. or listened to. And if we can just reconstruct, again, remember, the words we say create the stories we tell, create the life that we live. If we would just listen, we would find the, story, the words we say are not the words we really want to say. And I like to go back, and you said you intuitively heard your daughter. Yes. 
I think it's time that everyone, if they can't hear and understand what's being told, to tune in intuitively yes. and just tune in and let go deeper. Yeah. When because we all have that, that information. I mean, we have the ability. So we can listen with both the intuition and words. When I was younger, I did an amazing practice. I spent five years in a rabbinical school, and I left one day before I was ordained. But one of our practices during the day that we would, days that we were together, which was every day, is we would take six words of the Talmud, six words of the oral law, and we would dialogue those. Because in Judaism, one school of rabbis says one thing, another school of rabbis says another. And so we would study these and we would try and understand what, what Rashi, Rashi was a school of rabbis, what Rashi said and how he understood it. And as soon as we were clear on that understanding, we would go back and now we would say, okay, the school of Tosfos understands exactly what Rashi was thinking. They know why he thought that. And they still chose to disagree with him. Why? And when we got that, we would go back and say, okay, Rashi understood that Tosfos understood what he was thinking and uh. would say what he would say and still went back to say what he would say and still went back to what he said. Why? And we would just burrow down deeper and deeper to understand how both of these schools of rabbis could completely get what the other school was saying and still hold their point of view. That practice is the mosaic method. Wow. That practice is what I want to start to do with people because all we think about is what we think about. We don't think about people understand what we think but still choose to think what they think. Wow, 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 wow. This is beautiful. Okay, so now we're all out of time. But I got to say... Uh, I got to tell everybody, one, I'm going to go run out right now and buy this book. I'm going to buy it from Amazon. I want the hard copy. And I'm encouraging all the listeners from, I don't know where you are in the world, but this time, because wherever you are, we're going to start listening. And second, more importantly, when you do get your Mosaic Club running, please let me know so that I can bring myself and listeners with me Love to you. join Love because you. I think you're right. The law of attraction is that each one of us are seeking peace, but unless we can tie in with those that don't agree with us, we aren't going to get there. Yeah. And this is the time that we have to do it. And we were made to do it together. We were created to do it together. We think that we're supposed to do it alone, but together we can do far more than we can do on our own. Absolutely. So in one piece of a mosaic doesn't look that beautiful. It looks beautiful in its own regard, but when you put all the pieces together, you have a, a work of art. Oh, yes. And we're going to make a beautiful one. <laughs> this is great. Oh, thank you so much, Danny. I appreciate you coming on. You've got to come back. You've got to keep us posted. I would love that. And, and um, the name of the book is Mosaic. The Mosaic. By, the Mosaic by Daniel Levin. Yes. So go to Amazon and purchase that right away. And uh, gosh, 
This is wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. I so appreciate you. And thanks for Thank doing this. My pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com and have a great week.